On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we throw a curveball and give you an extra episode this week to dive into stadium talk in Calgary and Edmonton. Welcome to a special edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. While we all look outside and wonder why we live in a place that makes our faces hurt, there's been a ton of baseball talk over the last couple of weeks we just couldn't ignore. So instead of making you wait to hear about it, we thought we'd deliver something off schedule for you. Stadiums have been the talk of the town in the province's two major cities of late. We'll get to the Calgary story in a second, but first we'll start in the capital, where on Thursday, Edmonton Prospects owner Pat Cassidy held a news conference to go over a plan they're pitching to the city. In exchange for a 25-year lease, they will invest somewhere in the ballpark of $2.75 to $3.25 million in upgrades. I had the chance to chat with Cassidy to talk us through the rationale behind the deal and what it could mean for baseball fans in Edmonton. Walk us through what exactly it is that you are proposing to the city of Edmonton. Well, we've got, um, as you know, we've, we've been uh, sort of the uh, prime tenant at Remax Field. And before Remax Field, it was called Telus Field. We've been the prime tenant there for number of years now six or seven years it's starting to get to that point where i'm, I'm losing track of exactly how many <laughs> um but uh you know as we've uh, as we've utilized the facility and, and got a little more intimately knowledgeable about the facility we've learned more about it and uh you know we've come to realize that uh, yeah we're it's uh, 24 years old now it's uh <clears throat> it's still a, a great facility structurally the foundation you know a lot of really great things about it but there's some things that uh, you know sort of um, are outdated or some things we can do to improve our fan experience that we need to do and it, it's it's time to do that and they're the kind of things that you're not gonna you know make that kind of investment in unless you know you've uh, you've got more than a year left on your lease and that's kind of where we're at right now we're We'd like to do a lot of this, this, these upgrades and this kind of stuff, and uh, but we're not going to do it, you know, for for a one-year lease. It doesn't make sense. You need you need you need many years to amortize a three million dollar expenditure. That's kind of what we've pegged these these upgrades to cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, rather than sitting back and, and waiting and letting the city dictate and determine our future, we thought. Yeah, that's not kind of the way we roll. We'd rather be a little more proactive and see if we can't, uh, um, you know, fun, be, be a solution provider mm-hmm. rather than somebody just waiting for somebody to determine our future and and determine the solutions. Let's let's see if we can't drive this this truck and 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 uh, take take uh, the ballpark and and uh, the team down the down this road where we see this this terrific vision for. For the future, uh, and so uh, we, we we've done that. We've uh, we've identified the the upgrades we're interested in doing, and we've put that to the city, and we've s- said to them in a press re- release the other day that in exchange we'd like uh, we'd like some long term future in this city. We want to be a part of the sports landscape here for a long time. So, you know, hopefully uh, you see this as a positive thing, and uh, 
they can work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, 25 years is no uh, is no short term solution, but at the same time, it gives not only I think uh, you guys some some solidarity there, but it also I think gives the city some solidarity in knowing that you guys are committed to the capital region for uh, the very long term. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a commitment to, to to the sport of baseball in this in this region and. And I see it as a commitment to baseball across, uh, you know, definitely Alberta and Saskatchewan, uh, Western Canada, for that matter. We, we you know, I, I think uh, I think what a lot of people don't realize, maybe especially in the big city here, is the Western Canadian Baseball League is a is a terrific um, vehicle for aspiring baseball players. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come to Edmonton, for instance, on Canada Day and you're a local kid and you're on our team and you're playing in front of 7,000 fans. I mean, if that doesn't, if that doesn't give you a jolt, nothing will. And the more important thing is in the stands watching that game are, you know, hundreds of kids that are in programs, Samba and, and uh, you know, in uh, Sherwood Parks program and in SEBA uh, and, and just a lot of local baseball grassroots programs. They're seeing kids on the field playing in front of all these fans that uh, uh, you know are kids that are that came from the programs they're in, and so you know I grew up playing baseball, and and the thing that gave me a great jolt was was playing in these country tournaments where you were in front of four or five hundred, six hundred people, you know. And I was a catcher, so I used to get heckled by all the old farmers. <laughs> you, you know, I got a real kick out of that, and it, it just made me realize that yeah, baseball is a lot of fun, but it's it's just a heck of a lot more fun and inspiring to play in front of large crowds you spend so much time at practices so much time you know training yourself and and your craft and you know at at the end of the day baseball is an entertainment business and and you're part of that entertainment as a player so it's um to me it's uh, the western canadian baseball league represents so much more in terms of grassroots development in alberta and saskatchewan western canada Canada for that matter and it's a kind of league that needs support from wherever it can find it and it's um, you know Edmonton being the center that it is the media center of the league you know we see ourselves as an extremely important cog in what's going on here Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things too that you mentioned the experience right off the bat and the fan experience is something that is being talked about in all different circles, whether it's hockey with what's going on with Vegas and Nashville, and you look at baseball and and the challenges it, it's faced in recent years and trying to attract younger talent and or sorry younger fans, this is a, a bit of a thing that you guys are able to look at and go, hey, you know what, you you make the experience a little better for the especially for the families, and you know what, it's going to pay dividends in the end. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know. Uh... It's a, it's a competitive business. We're, we're after the entertainment dollar of the, of the, the Edmonton um, customer. And, uh, you know, those, those customers are, are looking to be entertained. They're, they're going to go to the movies. They're going to go do some other sports things. And so, you know, we, we want to make sure if we can get them to the ballpark, you know, that's sort of part one of the, of, of the challenge, get them to the ballpark. You want to make sure once you get them there, they've they've had an, an incredible experience and they go wow this i didn't realize that this could be so much fun and you know what i'm going to come back maybe come back a few times this year and i'll drag a few more people with me and and uh so you know some of those fan experience things that we're talking about 
you know, include, uh, we need an upgrade to our, our digital board. Uh, it's, you know, it's an old mm-hmm. board that's there and you can barely read it. And, you know, and, and it's just, it's just time to, to make some changes on that front. We see something like that as a, you know, great opportunity to interact with the fan base, to get our message out in a better way and just create more fun and excitement at the ballpark. So we see that as an important thing. Uh, we want to do a kid zone. Um, you come to the ballpark, you got some younger kids, they get a little antsy, you know, after a few innings, it's a long game for them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's a great, uh, these kids play, uh, zones are more and more common. I think, you know, any sort of modern ballpark would have them in there. And it's just, uh, just another way of interacting with the fan base and, and giving them what they want and, and, uh, in hopes that they, they tell their friends again and, and they keep coming back. Um, and 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 I guess the the other the other item that's on our our, our list is uh, we want to maybe make some changes down the first base side to the patio area, maybe modernize that and and do some cool things down there uh, with the seating and the concession and and uh, you know that's the type of thing that more and more stadiums and, and ballparks are are doing nowadays is is working on the, you know that element of of the the product they offer the the corporate more so the corporate people than anything mm-hmm. um, gives you a chance to really connect and interact with, uh, with uh, the businesses in your community. Yeah, I mean, and then of course, outside of fan uh, improving the fan uh, experience, we've got some things that are just more, it's, it's, you know, we got a turf that's sort of run out, run its course. We need to do something with that. We've got some egress issues in terms of dealing with larger concerts and just some sort of, standard kind of construction type things that are kind of boring but still need to be done yeah it's one of those things too that i I look at lethbridge for example and they went through a massive upgrade in the last couple of years as well does that give you a a, maybe a glimmer of hope maybe that you're not asking for a whole lot at the end of the day much the same as what lethbridge asked for and and they made major renos especially to the outer core of that building so you've got to look at and go hey you know whether aesthetics or whether it's field or whether it's in, in the stands this is a pretty small dollar figure comparatively speaking well the other thing about the, you know it is it isn't in the grand scheme of things and if you amortize it over 20 25 years it's uh it, it's um there's going to be some things we're doing for instance uh replacing the current lights which are 1995 uh, vintage with new led lights and a few other mechanical changes. They're the type of things that are going to save us about a hundred thousand dollars a year in, in operation, operational costs. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, you know, some of this stuff's almost like a no-brainer. But the, the the point with the money is, we're coming to the city and and we're saying, look, you give us a twenty-five-year lease, and we'll fund it. We're not asking the city to fund it. We're we're saying we'll fund it. Mm-hmm. You alluded to it as well. Was the bringing the players up, the local players up. And and I know a lot of was made over the last year about Eric Sabrowski as an example, but you alluded to Samba and, and some of this. Is as you see the local game uh, at the minor, smaller levels improve, this seems to be also, when you talk about a 25-year lease, a no-brainer in the sense of, hey, the game is improving at the grassroots and is getting bigger at the grassroots, especially given, you know, the the popularity of hockey is really struggling, for example, because of the cost or football with concussions. Mm-hmm. So people are yeah. looking for other options. The, this seems to be 
a deal that makes sense because now you've got that ability to not only raise some really good ball players at the grassroots, but also get them back home for college and show off their skill set here. No, it, it, you know that's exactly uh, exactly one of the points we're trying to make, and we keep we keep trying to hammer home is is, is and that's why the the Western Canadian Baseball League is is so critically important to the development of baseball. I mean, you know, we keep hearing we keep hearing from people that oh, wouldn't it be great to have a an A team or a double A team, some sort of affiliated team? And I go, yeah, maybe, but but realize that. Um, those players that you're going to be watching on the field, um, you know, they belong to one of the MLB franchises and you'll be lucky if you see a single local Canadian kid on any one of those teams. Um, and, and, and that's just the reality of how major league baseball works. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're recruiting worldwide. And so what you've done is you've kind of eliminated one of those, um, uh, you know, those, those steps, those phases of, of, uh, athlete development, in terms of you know giving kids a, a place to to showcase themselves in front of family and friends and and uh, uh, you know inspiration and perspiration kind of go hand in hand and they're mm -hmm. critically important in in keeping kids involved in sport and inspiring them to to, to stick with it and you know we've got we've got a lot of kids like Eric Sabrowski and. Kerwer, he's playing for the Vancouver Canadians mm -hmm. now, you know uh, Derek Shedden was a five year player with with the prospects i mean i could go on and on and on with in terms of the local kids that you know grew up playing in the, the minor league systems and i mean they're tremendous role models for mm -hmm. all these other seven eight ten twelve year old kids that are you know looking to do something with their sport and you know in a lot of cases the reality is is that you know there's there's, there's not many eric sabrowski's or, or tanner kerwers that that actually get drafted and, and end up playing in you know, some, some form of professional baseball. Um, but, um, there's a ton of kids that are, we keep sending off to college and, and they're, they're learning the ropes in terms of what it takes to be successful. They're learning it at the college level and they're getting an education at the same time. And they're coming back to our communities and, and, uh, you know, they become uh, some pretty, pretty darn good upstanding citizens and leaders in the community. So, so there's just so many, so many win-wins here, mm -hmm. you know, any which way you look at it, that, uh, that's why I guess I'm so passionate about it and, and keep, uh, keep pushing and promoting the opportunities that, that are here in front of us. When it comes to the deal and going to the city, what's next? Do you sit down with the city to talk? Has there been any meetings that have been talked about yet or give the fans a bit of an idea as to sort of the timeline that might be ahead of you, uh, in the weeks and, and months ahead? Well, we've, uh, we've said to the city in our press release that, uh, by on or before February 15th, we would have a more detailed proposal. And so of course, you know, we've, started working on that and i think we've we've got the kind of the bones of that put together already um but uh, uh lo and behold um i got an email yesterday from uh, the chief of staff of the mayor and he wants to do a uh, conference call next week and, and talk about the proposal and so i guess uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes and uh you know we'll just uh we have a vision we, we got a pretty clear plan of how we see this this all coming together and, and where it could end up. And I guess it's just a question of whether we can 
we can convince the city that, yeah, you know what, these guys deserve this and, you know, deserve an opportunity to prove this to us. And uh, we're going to work with them. And, and that's kind of what we're hoping happens. Mr. Cassidy, I do appreciate the time on, on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Keep up the good work there at AB Dugouts. You guys are doing an awesome job. Thanks so much to Pat for the kind words there. As for Calgary, we've talked about the future of Foothill Stadium before, and as some of us still refer to it as, Burn Stadium. With a desire for a field house, it's not necessarily a matter of if, more of when it has a date with the wrecking ball. Over the last couple of weeks, the city of Calgary's been talking about a field house steering committee, and one group, led by former mayoral candidate Bill Smith, has put together a proposed idea for the land north of McMahon Stadium. As is probably to be expected, there's no ball diamond in those plans. And while we don't have a timeline or anything along those lines, it does beg some fascinating questions down the line, such as what happens to the University of Calgary Dinos program and to other groups who utilize Foothill Stadium. Are there any plans in the works for a replacement? Anyone in the private sector looking to put a baseball facility in Calgary, similar to what's happening with soccer at Spruce Meadows, as an example? Or has the city of Calgary given up the dream altogether and abdicated its baseball throne to Okotoks? Those are just some of the questions we here at Alberta Dugout Stories have been asking over the last few weeks. But there hasn't been anything conclusive to this point. When we do hear of anything, we'll definitely keep you in the loop. As we do get closer to the spring, we will talk a little bit more about the facilities in other centers like Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, Fort McMurray, and elsewhere around the province. Certainly no shortage of stories to be told on that front. And so by all means, if you have a tip or a story idea, drop us a line by emailing albertadugoutstories at gmail.com or you can look us up on social media. We will be back to our regular schedule again on Wednesday with another edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Until then, do us a favor and drop us a rating and a review on Google Play or Apple Podcasts. Those kinds of things will help us with our overall visibility on each of the platforms. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll chat again in a few days.